0: This is At-Risk Radio. Welcome to At-Risk Radio. At-Risk Radio is a show where we talk about leadership in the church at risk. My name is Mark Stafford, and I'm the host of the show. I'm here with David Witt. He is the CEO of SOM International. And with Russell Stendhal, he is the director of SOM International down in Latin America. Uh, Russell, you have done a lot of work in Colombia, but as of the last few years, you've been doing more and more over in Venezuela. Um, Just to give an update, uh, there's a revival that's happening in Venezuela. And the biggest problem that we were made aware of is that they didn't have enough Bibles to go into that revival. But you know, uh, Russell, to be honest with you, I haven't heard much in the news about Venezuela lately, and sometimes when we don't hear much in the news, we just figure that all the problems have gone away. I don't think that's the case. So, if you could give me a little bit of an update as far as what's happening in Venezuela, is there still massive problems in the government, is there, are they still uh, in Um, I don't know what you call it. Uh, It was kind of a disarray. What's going on with Venezuela? What's going on with Bibles? Uh, Have we solved the problem yet? (laughs) Where are we at? Just give us an update as far as what's going on with Venezuela.
1: Well, I think Venezuela, you know, in terms of international news, is still a bit of a sleeper. We know the economy is um, in very poor shape, although it has slightly started to recover. At least there's uh, things to buy okay. in the stores and gasoline available at the gas stations. Just no one has any money. Venezuela isn't in the news because nothing really out of the ordinary is happening. It's just kind of the status quo where the biggest need for the for the Christians that are multiplying tremendously is for Bibles. Because it's something that they, they're not okay. producing in Venezuela. And they're not able to be shipped under normal means in significant quantities. And so... Um, once we get the Bibles into Venezuela, they're very appreciated, and it would take another two and a half million Bibles just to make sure that every Christian family that wants a Bible would have a Bible. Uh, that we figure that there are three million Christian families. Yeah, and we've supplied about 500,000. So there's still a huge need out there. So we're at about 500,000 right now. And, and
0: even that, when we started this project, seemed like a insurmountable task. And 500,000 is, uh, I mean, it's, it's multiple containers full of Bibles, to put it in perspective. So a half a million have gone out there. We still need two and a half million more. So getting these Bibles into the hands of God's people, it's, it's a real challenge. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Well, I just want to add something else. We have come across ministries raising yeah. money for to supposedly put Bibles into Minis- Venezuela some saying that they have put hundreds of thousands of Bibles into Venezuela. And our people on the ground in Venezuela have found absolutely no evidence of anyone other than us putting significant quantities into Venezuela.
2: So, Russell, I want to jump in here, too. You know, we've, of course, we're going into our third year here now the Bibles for Venezuela project. And, and, and again, we're rejoicing that God's provided half a million. Now, at this point, update, do you see, we've talked about the revival going on. Do you see that revival sustained about the same level? Is it waning at all? Or do you see even increased momentum for the desire for Bibles and how the impact of that? Talk about kind of what the trend you see and what's happening and the impact.
1: Well, as you know, Venezuela, the Venezuelan elections haven't weren't approved by international observers. And so, There are international sanctions on Venezuela from all the European countries and uh, from uh, most of the Latin American countries. And that's one of the reasons why their economy hasn't picked up any more than it has. And the Biden administration has... Uh, slightly uh, loosened some of the sanctions so at least they can produce their own gasoline because they didn't even have the chemicals to crack the gas, the crude oil. But with the promise from Venezuela that in 2024, they're going to hold fair elections. And our people on the ground don't see how they could possibly hold fair elections and win. And so we're in a time now prior to these elections where the Christians are probably going to be the determining factor. And uh, since it's such a touchy thing politically, most Christians aren't seeing how they're going to vote, how they're planning to vote. But the government right now is being nice to Christians and is not uh, trying to stop the, our Bible distribution because they, for a number of reasons. But this whole thing could blow up at the election time. And if the international observers don't think that the elections are honest, the full sanctions will be put back on them. And if they do think that the elections are honest, then the sanctions will be removed. So there's a lot at play there, and uh, Venezuela could erupt like the Middle East. A few days ago, it looked like things were pretty tranquil over there, and it looked like uh, Israel was well on its way to making peace with Saudi Arabia and other places, and all of a sudden, we woke up on Saturday, and everything had blown up over there. And that's the kind of blowup that could actually happen in Venezuela, too, in in the not too far future. So we're dealing with a window of time here where we know for sure we can get as many Bibles as we can get our hands on into Venezuela, but we don't have any guarantee that those doors are going to be open forever. So
0: there's real urgency here. It's real urgency for us to try to get the next half a million Bibles into containers and into Venezuela as, as soon as we can before this rare window closes down. We don't know how long this window is. Going to be open,
1: and then uh, Colombia is heading into more and more chaos, and uh, highly polarized, and we don't know. Tell,
0: tell us about that, because the, the last I, the last I heard, yeah, I was just saying the last I heard that they were at the end of a civil war, and things seemed to be peaceful there. So, uh, what's what's the story in Colombia now?
1: Well, except for they elected a former guerrilla who's a very hardline uh, Marxist-Leninist, and is bent on destroying the control of the controlling families that are. Hard right, extremely capitalistic, but extremely corrupt. And so even though the Colombian economy was doing well, the people just didn't want to put up with the corruption anymore. So they voted hard left, and these uh, guys are trying now to to take out basically the, the capitalist owners of most of the major companies in Colombia. And uh, at the same time, they're giving the drug trade a free reign so that the drug dollars will continue to flow, hoping that the economy won't sink. So that looks to me like a recipe for a horrible disaster in Colombia. Well, hey, we got to run to a break real quick.
0: Uh, So when we get back, uh, we'll continue with Russell Stendhal and uh, continue our update as far as what's happening in Latin America right now with SOM International. We'll be right back. At Risk Radio. Lost Story Cinema presents a new feature film, the story of Frank Higgins, the lumberjack sky pilot.
1: More than any class that's lived in our land, these lumberjacks can truthfully say, no man cared for my soul. The church has forgotten the prodigal while caring for the souls of the saved.
2: 30,000 men? Men to whom God is dead,
0: and Sunday is the harvest day of iniquity. And the saloons and brothels. But you were there, willing. Willing, yes, but, but not ordained, you see. The Duluth
1: Presbytery is not going to ordain an uncouth lad who hasn't even finished the sixth grade. Ever since I was a young lad in Canada, I've wanted to pilot men to the skies. Aren't you the lumberjack sky pilot? <laughs> I am. My brother
0: heard you preaching. He said, you're a fellow who never leave a lumberjack down.
1: I'm too low and vile for even God to do anything with him
0: that God brought me all this way to find you. Based on the true story of an ordinary man who would become a giant. The Parish of the Pines, coming soon. For more information about this film and to learn about a movie premiere near you, go to theparishofthepinesmovie.com theparishofthepinesmovie.com Welcome back to At Risk Radio. I'm online with David Witt. He's the CEO of SOM International. And I'm also online with Russell Stendhal. He's the director of SOM in Latin America. Now, Russell, tell us this. There are some there's some Upheaval in the government in Colombia right now as well, and there's some economic uncertainty there. What kind of opportunities does this lend for the gospel?
1: Well, anytime you get economic uncertainty and anytime you get crisis, there's a huge opportunity for the gospel because when people are self think they're self sufficient and are complacent, that's when there's the least amount of opportunity. Such as the case we have here in North America right now, but Colombia has been the most prosperous economy in in South America. And it still has a lot of income, but what's happened now is that the political factions are so opposed and the country is, is so delicately balanced where we don't know, you know, people are starting to take the law into their own hands on both sides and Colombia could rapidly degenerate into absolute disaster. But if it does, I would, I think we would see tremendous opportunities for the gospel in the big cities. In the previous violence and, and unrest, we saw the opportunities in the rural areas where the guerrilla warfare was going on. And that has changed since the peace treaty. They're not trying to burn down churches and kill pastors anymore. Even the uh, dissident guerrilla rebels are respecting Christians to a certain extent, as are the right-wing paramilitary units that are against them. The fight now is over the control of the drug traffic, which has tripled since the peace treaty. Mm. And it was huge before wow. that. So we're, we're talking about a country that right. uh, about half of its gross national product is uh, due to the drug trade right now. And so that's why the no. leftist government thinks that they can get away with taking out the traditional capitalist powers that be that have been so corrupt.
2: So Russell, we talked so much about the tools down there that contributed to help towards a positive change towards righteousness and 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 hope for people and that's and specifically that's a radio broadcast and the the books both in Colombia and Venezuela why don't you bring out I mean I think you just were talking about some of the impact that you're having some of the more of the respect uh, churches aren't being burnt down I mean there's been a obviously a climate change of the animosity has been brought brought down and we praise God for the countrywide impact that obviously the radio broadcasts have had that's Uh, Countrywide pretty much can be tuned into the millions of books distributed. Can you give some more illustrations, specifically any individuals that would illustrate, represent how God is really using all those books that you have in Spanish and the radio broadcast?
1: Well, in a lot of countries, we're getting a significant amount of downloads from the Internet off of websites such as SOMbookstore.com that has our English and our Spanish books for free download as ebooks or you can order the printed books and we just uh, upgraded our Spanish website which has my name I go by my middle name com, and that has all our audio messages it has video links to our video messages it has our two internet broadcast radio stations that can be heard all over the world one in Spanish one in English that you can download you can just click on the link and and listen to for instance Jubilee radio in English which will help people better their English lots of people listen to it in Africa and in the Middle East, and uh, even as far away as China so there's lots of great opportunities for the gospel and those are increasing especially in the places in the world where things aren't so stable and I think we're headed for a worldwide uh, economic slump uh, that's going to put a lot of pressure on and probably cause all kinds of further unrest but again along with all of that instability comes increasingly open doors for the gospel.
2: Well, I'll I'll jump in, Russell, for one testimony, too, of an impact by your books. The book, The Correction Factor, was given to one of our partners, who's a fisherman on the other side, way far from you in Alaska. And he had a person persecuting him so bad and slandering him, and just in great angst, he was in his fishing season last year. Uh, um, he didn't have anybody with him, so he's by himself, and a, just a bitterness was raising up to in his heart against this one other fisherman that was causing great pain in his life. And he literally decided in his heart that when he got back to the shore, he was going to take a bat. And he, he was going to take that man's life. He was going to beat him to a pulp. And he said, but he started, he had brought your Correction Factor book along. He started reading it and the Lord convicted him. And he said, that book changed his path to save this other guy's life and for him to be in prison today. And so I remember he was sharing that story with me. And so it's we do see, you're right, it's not just in Columbia Bidsway. Uh, globally now, we see some impact uh, coming from the books and resources that we're distributing.
0: Well, hey, Russell, I want to see if you could give us uh- – a. Two minute snapshot <laughs> of some of the other things you're involved in right now. I, I know again your your uh, ministry is very multifaceted. Uh, you you're usually working on a book, or you have uh, you know radio stations that are going out. Uh, you have churches that are being being started. Uh, you know meetings that are going on. Tell us what's what else is going on
1: with your ministry right now. Give us an update. Well, we have uh, this year since January, I have made three round trips to Canada to speak in missions conferences. I have uh, made uh, three round trips to the Venezuela-Columbia border region uh, working on, uh, you know, making sure that the Bibles and books get there and that are uh, distributed properly. I've made three round trips to Cuba. I've made, uh, been to um, Nepal. I've been to India. I've been twice to Turkey, where we see some real opportunities for the gospel, among the other things like. trip or two to mexico it's been constant uh movement and the doors that the lord are opening are so many that really need to be multiplied and and david also has done a lot of traveling he needs to be multiplied and mm-hmm. so w- we think that that's what god is doing we've got this movie that is in the premiere stage and it's going to open the door for a lot of our younger people to be actively in major ministry so we're seeing a great multiplication mm-hmm. of ministry now as um, the Lord gives us more and more tools to work with and more and more open doors.
2: And Russell, just mm-hmm. in case people are just tuning in or new to us, that movie you mentioned is called The Parish of the Pines. The Parish of the Pines where they can find out about that project, too.
0: Well, there's a, we probably got to wrap up for today, but there's a a few things I want to highlight. So first of all, Russell, it's always great to have you on the show. And we're so glad to have you here and, and to be given a little update as far as what's happening in Venezuela and Colombia and beyond and appreciate all of your ministry. Hey, if you want to pray for Russell and you want to know what's happening with Russell's ministry on an ongoing basis, we want to encourage you to sign up for the monthly newsletter at atriskradio.com. This newsletter comes out every single month and usually has an extended section about what russell's ministry is doing in Colombia and latin america and throughout the globe so you want to sign up for that at at risk a few other things that we just mentioned the parish of the pines movie and that's at the parish of the pines movie.com that's in the premier stage right now and we would love for you to find out more information more information about that and to get involved with Parish of the Pines. If you want to schedule a premiere, you want to be involved in that process, that's at go You can sign up to be part of the premiere there. Well, let's see, Russell's got uh, I don't know, something like 60 books that he's written or, or translated in various languages and whatnot, and a number of those books are sitting at som bookstore.com We give those books to you in exchange for any donation. So make sure you check that out. And finally, Russell, I you may mentioned MartinStendal.com is where you have uh, some of your audio recordings you have a jubilee radio and some other resources so we want to encourage you to go to MartinStendal.com as well that's in spanish first especially the spanish listeners
1: Although there are some English links on that site, too.
0: Perfect. Perfect. So that's a, that's a new resource that you may not have been aware of. So make sure to check that out. So, hey, I think that's it for today. we gotta, we got to close up this episode. My name is Mark Stafford, and this has been At Risk Radio. You've been listening to At Risk Radio. For more, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio is a production of SOM International.